0: another episode of the expression podcast i am super excited today because i have a really special guest on uh, one of my best friends Uh, she is a executive chef at uh, sleepy hollow golf course she was actually promoted to be an executive chef at at the age of 25 uh, which is really amazing Um, i'm super happy to talk to her today uh, a little bit about her creative craft and yeah um, thanks again for joining us, and uh, before we get into it, uh, I'd like to say hi to my co-host here. So how are you doing today, Ryan?
1: I'm, uh, I've am i been better. I've been off, as you guys know, for a couple of weeks here. I've been having some dental work done, which I'm still in the process of recovering from. <laughs> Haven't eaten real food in a while, so listening to all of this is going to be very great. I get to live vicariously with real food right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. It's uh, the perfect as- episode to be on then, right?
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly, exactly.
2: And how about you, Mark? I'm doing excellent. Uh, I'm excited to be here tonight, excited to uh, talk to Christina. Uh, I love food of all kinds, so uh, looking forward to hearing more about the creativity and uh, we'll look at some Instagram pictures later, so Definitely. should be awesome. It will be
0: awesome. And uh, how about you, Christina? How are you doing? Good, good. I'm really excited to be here.
3: I, I love the whole thing that you guys are doing here and I'm uh, a huge fan. And uh, I think it's amazing. I, I love that we can share um, all different forms of expression and figure out what everyone's up to these days and just really get on a connection and on a um, just be humans. <laughs> and get yeah, talking I, I love and that. Everything. Like
1: a real personal level. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. No masks.
3: Yeah. No. Ma-
2: <laughs> <I just laughs> Is that okay, guys? Are you guys okay, okay with me don't wear masks here? Uh, i have have, have one if we probably all do right yeah me too i just (laughs) took it out of my pocket
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome well i'm super happy to be here and i'm really excited to get talking to christina uh but before we get into different questions and stuff uh, christina could you explain a little bit about your career as a chef and discovering
3: food (laughs) yep no absolutely um I'll give you guys the short uh, version because uh, I've been doing this for about uh, 16 years now and I just kind of happened to fall into it. Um, I had uh, my nonna, uh, my grandmother work at another private golf course and um, being the oldest grandchild uh, at 12 years old, she's like, you're going to come work on weekends. Um, So I'm like, "Uh, I don't know, (laughs) kind of deal and I was a dishwasher and uh basically just worked my way up um you know it i just had the drive to um wanting to get back there behind the line and you know be cool like all the other cooks and um you know at, at one point i kind of really hated it to be a dishwasher and i'm like i want to be with my friends and um you know maybe i want to work in a clothing store um, i definitely had that kind of um you know Perception, and didn't really think I would land a career in culinary, um, but it's it consumes my life now. Like I'm, I love it. I breathe it. Uh, you know, I dream about it. Um, it's definitely one of those things where it fell into my lap, and I can only thank my nonna for putting me and kind of forcing me, let's say, uh, (laughs) into this path, like Italian nonnas, It's like, you do what they say, and that is it. (laughs) So I definitely (laughs) have to thank her for it.
1: Well, it's funny that you had said that you hated being a dishwasher, because I'm curious, like, when was the transition for you then to from hating, you know, the industry to all of a sudden, this is what I want to stay in? You know
3: what, I want to say it was kind of overnight, but at the same time, when you're like 12 years old, and let's say, illegally working, (laughs)
1: Um,
2: you
3: know. um,
1: Working behind closed doors, we'll call it. Yeah, let's
3: call it that. Um, You know, I I think I got kind of more comfortable in my own skin and, um, you know, gained the confidence to be like, well, I think I can do that and I love food and you grow up, you know, in Italian household, loving food and seeing what everyone's doing. Um, you know, and that was kind of basically before the social media platform, um, before you, it's like basically at your fingertips. So it was basically getting to know the environment and going towards actually being behind the line and actually helping like a sous chef set up plates and learning how to, I remember the day he learned how to, I learned how to flip an egg. Um, and he taught me with, uh, a roll of duct tape and he- basically put a little marker on one side and was like, you're gonna learn how to flip this egg. Um, So it was, I think once I started that and gaining confidence, I just started loving it. Um, You know, I was washing dishes and I would want to chop anything in sight. (laughs) I want to use a knife, I want to chop anything, give me mushrooms, give me anything I want to chop. Um, So I think once I started doing that kind of stuff and being more in touch with food, that's when I'm like, this is it. Um, But in all honesty, I wanted to do a career in pastry before I actually hit the culinary mark, um, which, you know, I, I went to George Brown. I, I'm a Red Seal uh, certified uh, pastry chef by trade. Um, and I really got to learn the classic French uh, pastries and, and you know, specialty cakes and that kind of thing. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do culinary anymore. I, I don't want to work um, the long hours and the high stress kitchen and, uh, you know, learning at a quick age, probably around the age of 14, 15, I'm like, how am I gonna, you know, do the adult things and have a family and me being away, like, and especially being a woman and and all those things. So all those run through my mind, especially at a very young age. Um, So I went to pastry school and I loved it. Um, I ended up doing like my own kind of business, um, decorating cakes um, and I I graduated, Um, but still keeping in touch with culinary. Um, always being in private clubs. So this is my third private club that I'm actually at. Uh, The last one I was at sold, it was called York Downs in um, Unionville. I was there for 10 years and I basically built my career from there. I started as a breakfast cook to chef de partie, to sous chef, to luckily being the head chef and and being like the last chef standing um, at that club uh, and closing it. So I really had a taste of kind of everything on uh with the pastry and savory side but um you pastry chefs don't get the adrenaline rush like uh chefs do um that's so what we live you're almost like from <laughs> hating
1: the uh the craziness of culinary to saying i miss that yes exactly <laughs> yeah. like
3: decorating cakes like I, as a cake decorator at Loblaws, um you know you listen to the same music every day and you serve customers and you're like this is not enough
2: so, I, so I, you I,
1: just, I are you just I, going I, to work listening to Slayer now, like ready to <laughs> <kick> the, <laughs> the rest yeah, of the day? Have or? the radio <laughs> on all day long, um, yeah.
3: but you don't really hear much because of the exhaust fans. But, uh, you know, it's just such a different environment that I would not trade it for the world.
2: Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's awesome. awesome. So you, you said the adrenaline rush. What part of culinary... Uh, will give you that adrenaline rush. Like what has to happen? Is there a perfect storm or is there (laughs) uh, a certain number of tables busy or something like that?
3: It's the unexpected, the unknown. Um, There is like a music song kind of melody plays in your head when you have a perfectly prepped line. Um, Orders keep coming in. You don't know what to expect. Everyone's having a good time. You're sweating. Deep down, you may be crying inside, but at the same time, it's just... We know at the end of the day, everybody on that kitchen line is there for a reason. They love what they're doing and just bring it on. Like, let's get these orders going. Let's get people happy. Let's get people fed. And it's just, there's nothing like it. Like, I I can't explain, like, the feeling you get um, once you're actually back there. But it's it's amazing. I, I love it.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so do you have, um, like a favorite, a favorite day that you like to be in? Like, is there a a, a shift that's the best to, to work?
3: Um, every day is so different. Uh, we, right here at Sleepy Hollow, Thursday night is our men's league night. So, uh, lots of steaks, lots of, let's say manly dishes where you got full racks of ribs and, um, not that ladies can't enjoy that either, but you know, it's, It's just something about that night that it's the craziest. Um, You don't know what to expect. Um, You know, now that we're kind of opening up things more with a a little bit looser restrictions, we can have a little bit more diners on our patio. Um, So it's, it's Thursday nights is probably like my favorite. It's, you don't know what to expect. You don't know how many Uh, onion ring cones or you're going to fly out the door that night and you don't know how many steaks. But I like to play competitions and and, uh, challenges with the servers and say whoever sells the most specials tonight is a dessert-on-chef and, uh, you know, get them motivated and just, like, we're here. Like, we spend more time um, at the club together um, than you do at at home with your own family. So let's make it enjoyable. Let's make it uh, fun and, you know, and, and let's just do it. So, it's it's definitely it's definitely probably Thursday nights.
1: Cool, awesome. Well, it's it's incredibly important to do that too. Is is to have that positive environment because you certainly work in a very high stress environment. Um, I went. I worked in the kitchen for two days. I couldn't do it personally. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the world for me. So, uh, mm-hmm. kudos to you for being able to to go in and try to make it as positive as possible. What are some of the the harder experiences you've had in your your time, and how have you dealt with those?
3: Um like, as much as I'm saying this is, is all great and beautiful and, and fun, it, it, it is stressful. It, You know, it, starting at such a young age, like, I, you know, realizing this is what I want to do, like, I definitely had to jump through some hurdles. And, you know, it ends up being, um, like, from the history of time, like, this is a man's world, um, you know. Yeah. And in all honesty, it's like, um, I was the first female chef. Like female head chef at York Downs, and you know I was very proud of that moment. And you know I've I've worked with some amazing chefs, and then I've worked with some you know, let's say not the brightest. Um, And you know I you were put down because you were a woman. Um, You know like you would get kind of talked to or not treated the same because you're a woman. Um, You know if I messed up in some way, you know they would, you know slap. Let's call it your womanhood on you, and say you know. Um, I don't know if I can get kind of a little graphic on here, but they're just saying you know they they're like, you know, oh like you messed that up. Like, are you on your period today? Um, you know, and it's like, wow, really?
1: Just um, crossing the line <laughs> no, outright, I'm not, yeah. But
3: like, don't cross that, right? But you, you definitely, you definitely had to like fight and get and climb and and you know push through whatever you had to do. And, uh, you know, I was very lucky um, at some other clubs that I worked at, that, you know, uh, they were very supportive and, you know, and my goal is to never make anybody feel like that in a kitchen. Um, You know, you see all the shows and I'm a huge fan of hell's kitchen and I absolutely love Gordon Ramsay, and he makes me laugh and um, I would work for him in a heartbeat. Um, Would I shame somebody uh, with the way they look? No. Um, will I yell at them because you know my neck's on the line? Of course, but I would never make somebody feel like the way someone made me feel in this industry. Um, so, like you know, definitely supporting the female. I have some amazing female cooks in there that um, you know that say, you know, I'm not sure if I can do this. I don't have as much experience, and I'm like, you don't need it. As long as you have a good attitude, passion for the job, we'll work together. Like everybody has to start somewhere, and I believe if you can grow your team. To, um, to success, then then you did a good job. At the end of the day, even though my name and my neck is on the line, um, I will easily teach somebody and may easily give somebody the opportunity that maybe I had to fight extra hard for. So it's a little easier for
1: them. incredible.
0: That's, That's really really good. I uh, I know it would be a very tough field to work in as as a woman. And uh, Christina, I can relate. I've had customers come to me before and. You know, comment on you know me telling them to wear a mask uh, during COVID and asking if it was my time of the month um, and like uh, going so far as you know sending complaints in or something like that and saying things like that that are just completely crossing a line and yeah, uh, uh, I totally feel for you. Um, I'm actually curious because you. Um, change switching topics from that because i I think you hit a lot of really great points there um and uh, i'm so glad uh to hear that like you're really trying to um, make it a better work environment for females out there even in the smaller change like i myself as a manager i try to do my best and and uh, give people equal opportunity and that kind of thing um, but earlier you had mentioned something about York Downs um, and how that you worked there for 10 years and you built your career from the ground up, uh, but you also had to see it close. Um, yeah. And that must have been kind of a, a difficult experience to see. Can you speak a little bit how Dude, that kind of- You're giving me
3: chills. And- <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: it, it was such like
3: place. Um, I was very, very lucky with the team I worked with. They were- um, such a solid team, like been there for years. And, you know, when I got promoted to sous chef and, and head chef, I, I had nothing but support from from those lovely people. And um, it it was like, it was hard. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely hard to close down an operation, um, trying to keep staff morale up, trying to do day operations, trying to be the strongest one on your team for your staff, um, regardless of your, like how you're feeling um you know i i loved it i loved that place like i i I grew up there i I started when i believe i was like 16 years old um you know like actually even like 17 years old i was there and you know like even the chef i worked for that hired me said like you know you've changed you know um you've grown up you 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 go for what you want and Um, I still keep in touch with everybody Um, you know it's funny I went down from closing a place to actually almost restarting here Um, and we basically rebuilt Sleepy um, from the ground up we demolished the kitchen and we um, uh, I I went through the pantries I went through everything and you know we're gonna start fresh and you know kind of get a little bit of background and some history on on the place and then let's just go let's just move forward. Um, you know, it, it's definitely night and day uh, from different clubs, you know, in different environments. But um, I think by the closure of York Downs, definitely gave me the push I needed to do something else. Um, to maybe not be so comfortable in in the place I was working at for ten years, uh, because you know, you just you grow so comfortable. you you're, you're with you're with the same people every day, and um, you know, this kind of gave me the push and maybe extra confidence to say, hey, you know what, maybe I could do this somewhere else.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And, I mean, you have been, and you're doing an awesome Mm -hmm. job. You're doing all these cool things on um, Instagram, uh, different promotions like the uh, high tea and stuff Mm -hmm. I saw for Mother's Day and uh, all the different kind of flavors of poutine I've seen you (laughs) do, like, um, to go, like, when they couldn't necessarily probably stay in the – Dining hall or on the patio, you had ways of making this kind of food and adapting um, to the scenario it is. How has uh, COVID, how COVID, kind of impacted your job?
3: Um, it's definitely just it's totally different. Like you know, being in a country club setting, you're it's all about uh, Mother's Day and Easter buffets and and huge, um, huge tournaments where you you, you feed. You feed your members breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you have, um, again, more buffets and, um, you know, dining inside, dining outside, and you basically put a stop to all that. And, um, you know, last year being our last year at York Downs, um, we had everything planned, like, you know, big closing party, uh, you know, this is going to be my last Christmas, my last, um, our last brunches for everything, and we stopped, like, it, it, it was so difficult to adapt. Like I, last year I spent the first uh, Mother's Day, Easter, um, uh, Mother's Day and Easter um, holidays, like with my family, like like on the actual day. Like I haven't yeah. done that in about 15 years. Um, like I would, those are the days where you wake up at 4.30, you get to the club at five and you just go, go, go. And you don't stop until you, you feed everybody great food and then you go home and you either, eat a pizza or just go straight to bed (laughs) so it's um it's definitely put a kind of a whole stop on our whole industry and I just feel so bad for like the mom and pop shops that you know that rely on the foot traffic and you you know like they work so hard and it's you know if money can't be spent anywhere else like it's it's they're not you're not going to a a restaurant or you're not going to get that takeout because you know, you, you're gonna go to the grocery store and, and make something at home where you, it's a little bit more feasible. Um, so it the so COVID's definitely put like a whole damper on our whole industry, but I, I do see it's picking up. Um, like our patio has been busier than ever so far. Um, it, everyone I think is eager to kind of get out and kind of be over this and put it behind us and start living and socializing uh, again. So, um, you know, it it was definitely like a reality check on what you've what you have and what you didn't have anymore. And it is like, I can't even explain like what COVID has done to so many lives across the world.
2: It's unreal. Um, Like here, I live in uh, Thunder Bay and uh, we've got a lot of great little local restaurants. And uh, my wife and I sort of committed early on Uh, what we did was we said, okay, let's get takeout from, different places all the time and uh we found some fantastic little little restaurants like even if they were open they have like four tables you know yeah. so they, they they thrive mostly on the takeout so that has been something that that the industry is surviving on up here um one of our favorite restaurants it was a bigger restaurant uh privately owned it closed when COVID started it hasn't reopened yet um so i don't know i noticed i was actually on the, the web today and it says temporarily closed so mm-hmm. i don't know whether they're going to reopen or not but i, I hope they do because yep. you know they, they were a talented team with great service and great food and um that's just something uh if i can give anybody listening or, or watching you know please go out uh get that takeout. you know pick a night a week get takeout, support the restaurants because absolutely um these are these are people that work really hard uh and we're talking to christina here and and Obviously, you've got a great team and uh, and they've all got lively, uh, they, they need to make a livelihood as well, as well as, uh, as you know, get out of their own house and get out of, and do things. So I want to make sure that everybody's supporting your local restaurants. And, um, you know, please also be be nice to everyone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we, hear lot, we hear a lot of
2: horror stories. I, I, I work for <laughs> so I hear a lot of horror stories every day about how people are getting yelled at because we run out of toilet paper or whatever. So... I mean, you've run out of ribs or an onion ring cone and, and suddenly it's the end of the world for somebody because they saw one go by and they would, now would they want yeah,
3: it. Yeah, but... monkey see, monkey do is what we call yeah. it.
2: Please be, <laughs> be, be kind to your servers, wait staff yes, and, and yes. the chefs. And,
3: and tip and, you know, well. And tip
2: well,
1: yes. <laughs> On that note, I'm kind <laughs> of curious. Well. Do you have any uh, any funny stories of just just unreal interactions you've had with people where you just thought, you, look, you're being completely ridiculous, like things that just made you laugh almost in your head?
3: Um. Staff wise or member or member client wise Uh,
1: either member wise would be great but either it is (laughs) Um,
3: oh that's that's a good one Um, (laughs) I've had somebody order which I didn't end up meeting this person but I had somebody order a bagel toasted take out the inside of the bagel because I don't want to eat that much bread um, put cream cheese and butter and smoked salmon and red onions and capers on the side, but double toast the bagel, butter on it. I've, it was like wild. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know it's if that was funniest, but that's a like the one I found. about. bagel? Yeah, like you you yeah. have to take a spoon and Carve out the bagel. <laughs> um, so they,
2: they like, just wanted the, the, bagel. the bagel crust, basically. Yeah. So I'm
3: like, why don't yeah. you just order crackers or English muffin? And they're like, Can no, you they want even the bagel. toast
2: that? Like,
3: oh, we we did it. We did it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it's when you're dealing with like members at a private club, like you just, yes, <laughs> we got this. Yeah. We will do it. Yeah. Um, as crazy as it sounds, sure. If if the rule of thumb is if you have it in your house and it's doable, it's a yes. Um, but yeah, like I, I would say that was probably like my. I'm like I will never forget that. Um, I'm not sure if it was my funniest from from. A, a but that's point. that's a good
1: one. That's a good one. But uh, I would. I've never wise, heard of a hollowed out bagel.
3: Yeah, that it's a it's a first. But actually, staff wise. Um, when I was chef de partie, and that is the, the right hand to the sous chef, uh, if you're looking at com- uh, chain of command, um, I had one of this, this line cook that he brand new to the club, you know, th- thought he was all that. And, uh, you know, we ended up being very cool friends after, but he, I was, I was doing a pasta bar out, um. Out for the members, and we cook in front of them every Tuesday nights. And this was at Yorktowns. And one day, he was just really getting on my nerves. And you know, I don't want to do prep. I don't want to do this. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to teach you. So, I ended up walking in from our pasta bar, and we had a bowl. I had a bowl of butter, and uh, it was kind of melted at this point And I took a big spoon, and I was pretending to eat it um, as if it was ice cream. And he's like, hey, like, Christina, where'd you get that ice cream from? And I'm like, oh, I just got it from the freezer. And he's like, oh, that's a good idea. Like, I could go for some ice cream. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, let me help you out, bud. Like, let me share. So I took, like, a big scoop. And I just fed it to him. And he's like, oh, my God, this is not ice cream. And I'm, like, I'm like, sucks to suck.
1: <laughs> I'm like, be a team player. it? Dude. Just to no, knock he's... him down a couple pegs.
3: No. <laughs> you know, but it was butter, so it was like melted. Yeah. <laughs> Which was probably really mean of me at the time, but it's a kitchen. You gotta you gotta go with it. And yeah. it's just yeah. I will never forget that. And he like he, from that point on he's like I'll do my prep. I'll just, I'll just do it. Just don't give me butter. Just don't give me ice cream. Just totally like ruin the trust, like food wise. Um, Probably
1: ruined ice cream for him too. Yeah, probably,
3: probably. (laughs) But you know.
2: Just gonna make a note here. Don't piss off Christina. (laughs) (laughs) Because you will get
3: softened butter and pretend it's ice cream. I made it, I was a good actress. I I made it really believable. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that was probably my funniest staff, staff moment. That's great.
2: That's awesome. Great. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, now, have you ever ever had uh, the opportunity? Like, obviously, being at uh, at like a, you've been at uh, golf have you, golf clubs exclusively, or
3: um, culinary wise, yes, I, yeah. I was at okay. Meadowbrook. I was at Sleepy Hollow, and I was at Meadow, I was at Meadowbrook. I was at York Downs, okay. and now I'm at Sleepy.
2: Okay. So, have, have you ever had the opportunity to have like somebody like really famous that you're cooking for? Um.
3: I'm not really good with names. I know there has definitely been some hockey players um, who play for Toronto Maple Leafs come to York Downs, um, but I'm not good at sports at all. So I'm like, I don't know who you are. Um, That's okay. Just... The
2: Leafs are forgettable. I was just going to say, Ryan, go ahead. That's what the Leafs <laughs> We did have,
3: um, I think he's a Disney star, uh, Robbie Amell. I think he played okay. on Life of Derek. Um uh, he was a, a member at York Downs, but other than that, I don't really think there was much, you know, famous thing going around. Yeah. Um,
2: okay. Yeah. So sometimes those those types of people cause a stir when they walk into a restaurant. So <laughs> I was just I was just curious. So and and, and the funny part is they're just people. Yeah. Um,
3: exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: So now you you talked about Gordon Ramsay earlier, and that uh, obviously you'd love to work for him. Um, what other chefs or have you ever met a, a famous chef?
3: Um, I've met, uh, through the Canadian Baking Show, I've met Anna Olson. Um, I, I can't remember his name, but he does, uh, You Gotta Eat Here from, um, from the Food Network. I can't remember his name. I know the show, but is he a chef? Uh, I think so. I'm not really sure, but he knows food really well, so he could be. Um, yeah. I've been to a lot of those
2: restaurants. <laughs> yeah.
3: um, other than that, not too many, to be honest. Um, yeah. You know, definitely I'm a fan of Food Network, but I, I don't watch it as much as um, you know a, a true fan would. Um, but, you know, definitely some great names out there. Um, but, you know, I I would love to work for Gordon Ramsay. I would be on Hell's Kitchen in a heartbeat. Um, if he did one in Canada, I don't really want to go work for the, him in the States, but Um, you know, where I really like, really like am engaged is like from social media and just seeing what other local chefs from other clubs do. And there's so many talented people out there. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, every chef wants to be the best. And, you know, we definitely, I think drive and we definitely get inspired by, um, what everybody else is doing and what crazy combinations they're coming up with. And, um, what's the latest trend and how I can make it first, then I I see, I think secretly, like, just everybody is in a little competition with themselves and, and with the people around them. And especially with social media today, like you have everything at your fingertips. And I know even for myself, when I post a picture on social media, I am so hard on myself. And I'm not a photographer. I'm, uh, I make, I make food, but like, at the same time, it's like, I wish I had like, Aurora beside me and taking the, like a, a picture and, and, you know, like, is this a good angle? And, you know, like, you're so hard, like, cause you're, you just, you, you just want to shine through it and, and be a part of that industry and be lit on social media that, you know, that you can, again, maybe it's part of me that says I want to be proved that I can play with the big dogs out there and, um, you know, be known. Right. And this is what she does. And this is how far she's come. And um, this is what she's inspiring to do. So I think definitely um, other chefs from other clubs, they definitely inspire me probably the most um, other than any other celebrity out there.
2: Excellent. That's awesome. I Ryan, I've got uh, the sh- screen share up here of uh, Christina's Instagram if you want to show it. Yeah. Um, so we can go through it here. So um, you've got some fantastic looking dishes here. And I don't know what you're talking about with uh you know wishing you were a better photographer because like this tomahawk steak just looks i just want to eat it um and then and then like i know it's a wrap in fries but that's that's a. I, I classify pictures in uh, two categories they're they're basically yep that's a picture or i wish i took that picture and this this one i wish i took because i wish i took it and then ate it um uh, so well, i wish
1: i wish i had a picture or i wish i had mark and aurora taking pictures of me eating the food that christina made right there would be my ideal thing <laughs> but uh... That's
3: amazing. I, I can't take credit for all those pictures though either because i have some great people that i'm like oh that you're taking that picture send it to me <laughs> um especially that one with the fries and the wrap i had our food and beverage manager shannon oh, okay. at uh, sleepy hollow take that um but yeah no you definitely yeah. i'm taking like thousands of angles and I'm like, Oh, this is crop. This is okay. Nope. Let's let's switch it up. Um, you know, with my, my iPhone here, but, uh, uh, but thank you. I I love all the feedback.
2: Perfect. So, so out of what we're seeing on the screen here, what was, what would be your most favorite dish that we're looking at here?
3: Um, I started my page fairly new once, Like I, I got to sleepy, but I would have to say the, Third from the middle down, um, it is a uh, bacon wrapped meatloaf. Um, it has like the brown plate. This, this one here, one. yeah. Is, that, oh,
0: wow! Is I, that the one from your cookbook? It uh, is the, the cookbook feature, yes. Ooh. Um, so you that was the recipe of it.
3: <laughs> oh, sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I had an amazing opportunity. I'm part of um, a club society of managers um, of Canada, and it's a a network of all uh, food and beverage um, uh, people from the industry, and and we get to actually go to food and beverage conferences every year. Um, every year we usually do a um, uh, food network uh, social at uh, one of the like prestige clubs in uh, in Ontario. Um, but because of COVID, we couldn't do it, and um, the committee was very smart, and they are they're like we're going to ask, I think, 35 chefs um, to be a part of our digital cookbook and we can broadcast it and um, you can share it to your members and, you know, get everybody um, in touch with what everyone's kind of doing. And uh, I was extremely honored to be able to do that. Um, As soon as I asked, I jumped at the chance and I'm like, hell yes, I am doing this. Um, You know, so this was a, a Kobe uh, bacon-wrapped meatloaf stuffed, uh, wrapped in bacon, stuffed with uh, smoked applewood cheddar. Um, it has crispy leeks on top and then a maple um, sweet potato mash at the bottom and then a bourbon uh, jus around it. So it was uh, it, it was one of those things I thought of that, you know, I love fall dishes. Um, fall is my favorite season. So I'm like, how can I put fall on a plate and then eat it? So that's that was basically like... Um, the inspiration behind that um but i I just love the way it turned out
2: yeah awesome it's uh it looks delicious and you you had me at bacon of course but uh, (laughs) i would uh i would definitely definitely order that (laughs) awesome now these ones up here what are these are these uh they're a taco yep so uh, we have tacos
3: yep we have Mm -hmm. that currently on our menu now um i wanted to represent something uh we did feature this um, in the month of June. So I wanted to represent something with pride, something that was super colorful, um, really fresh. Um, and you know, tacos, everybody loves a good taco. So right. I, I, we did shrimp and we have some cabbage in there. We have some carrots, we have a corn salsa. Um, and then, you know, looking online and, and I ordered through GFS um, and which that's uh, Gordon food services. I saw these blue corn tacos and I'm like gluten-free and blue and colorful, okay, sold. So uh, we have been actually selling nonstop of these. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I
1: can could, I could imagine. <laughs> if oh. I lived close, I'd be buying those nonstop. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, so for, the, uh, for the listeners that are listening on Spotify, what we're looking at on the screen here is a picture of three tacos with a uh, a roasted lemon uh, to squeeze on them. with they're shrimp tacos on, on blue blue corn taco shells with, uh, as Christina said, the corn salsa. It's, they look delicious. They absolutely look delicious.
0: Thank you. Um, actually, I'd like to screen share in a second um, because I kind of want to talk about um, culinary is an art in general, um, uh, but there's a big part of uh culinary and pastry uh that is actually like art making, like the plating um and the designing of the cakes. And you sent some amazing pictures of uh cakes uh for us. Um and i want I really want to showcase some of those um it's going to take
1: two seconds for me so while she's doing that then I've got a quick question for you are you somebody that has a lot of secret recipes or are you somebody that has never gone into the the secret keeping when it comes to your <laughs> culinary skills what's your uh, your take on that um
3: you know what because I have the background in pastry we're definitely into the into the recipes and following step by step but in culinary you gonna get to do whatever you want and it's a little bit of a free-for-all and if something doesn't work out you can always tweak it um but i've always been pretty open with my recipes um you know if i can do it you can definitely do it it's something like we've had members ask like oh you're Roasted red pepper soup is to die for. Like, can I get the recipe? And I'll easily email it to to somebody. Um, it's definitely um, it's it's definitely not something that I keep a secret.
1: That's fair,
0: awesome.
1: Olaf. What in the world are we looking at? <laughs>
0: So I'm actually really curious about this one. I, I know I'm probably out of focus with where I am on the camera. I can't even actually see what's going on on the camera, but I'm um, hoping you're seeing this properly. Um, so I'm curious, like this is a cake obviously of Olaf, um, but there's something particularly amazing about it. Like there is a whole piece that's floating in the air.
1: That's uh, the part that I'm trying to figure out here.
0: Like, <laughs> how did you do that? That's that's time and love. I was (laughs) going to say very,
1: very carefully by the looks of it.
0: (laughs) Um,
3: This, oh my gosh, I don't even remember what year I made this, Um, but um, I've had some crazy family members definitely challenge me and say, I want this and I want that, and I've done like Olaf and they're like, I want an elephant and that kind of stuff, but like this one I want to say that okay Olaf's head is definitely not cake okay (laughs) Um, so that was um, styrofoam that I cut um, and I wrapped it in fondant and I used um, as his arms I used um, uh, like kebab skewers and I like Wrapped them up, and I think there's probably a good 10 on each side, and wrapped it up and fonded them and made these little hands. um, And I just, like, basically jabbed them in the cake and prayed um, that they would stay. (laughs) Um, Usually how things work is just pray that it will stay and it will work and don't fall over, um, especially at a kid's birthday party, Um, (laughs) like I just did right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, no, it was definitely... Uh, that one was a challenging one for sure to kind of make sure it could deliver.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so this one here, um, I it's definitely a wedding cake, right?
3: Yeah, this one, this one was my favorite one. So this was, I keep falling, I'm sorry. Um, this was definitely my favorite one. Like, this was, um, actually. this girl contacted me and I think she contacted me through Facebook when I had my, my page up there. And she was actually the pastry chef for uh, four seasons. So no pressure. Um, She was getting married in Mexico or sorry, she did get married in Mexico and then they were going to have the reception um, in Canada. And basically um, she's like, I want, this kind of cake. And I'm like, she goes, I'll buy you all the ingredients. Um, you know, I'll just pay you for your time. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Um, so this was probably like my
0: f- like favorite one of all times that I've done.
1: That, it looks great. Nice. Thank you. Absolutely yeah. impressive.
0: I am seeing like a lot going on here. There's like really amazing gradation um, that you're getting. It looks like it's like painted on.
3: Uh, it's spray painted. So I have an air gun. Um, So I put some liquid uh, food coloring and I just like try not to go over crazy because I love to to spray it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, yeah, I just put on a turntable and I just keep spraying it until I kind of get the depth and color that I want. Um, But, uh, yeah, so that's all kind of to mimic the ocean on a on an ocean and sand kind of cake there.
0: That's
1: awesome. And what's yeah, the sand, cool.
0: actually? I'm curious.
2: Uh, brown sugar. Oh, nice. That's a, that's a smart move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what about the decorations on this, the starfish and that? Are they edible as well? or?
3: No, so no, those okay. were things uh, that she just provided. And uh, okay. she's like, I don't care if the shells or, or the people on top are um, edible. She goes, we'll take it off. Yeah. Um, but in all secrets... There's only one tier on that cake that is real. Yeah. Everything else is fake. Can you, can you guess <laughs> which one's
1: real?
0: I'm going to guess the base, maybe?
1: I'm going to gonna go one above the base. I'm going to go one above the base. No, Ooh. no, no. I'm going to go <laughs> actually. It's, it's the one right below the top. It's the one right below the top.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah, I'm
2: going with the second one down.
3: So if the bo- so if the one by the cake board is number one, okay. and then we go two, three, four,
0: yeah,
3: it is the second oh, one sure. that is real.
2: Oh, the second layer.
0: Yeah, the second oh, wow. second. Okay. Uh, yeah.
2: Oh wow! So out of so I- all
0: of them, I thought that one was like fake <laughs> uh, because it just looks so perfect. You know, like it's it's incredibly perfect. Wow, that's awesome. That's that's so cool. That's awesome. Um, and then we've got this one
1: here. The texture on that is insane. Yeah, it, like,
0: like this, this to me is literal art. Like all, I was gonna these, like,
1: say, it's almost like you have to have an art degree to pull this kind of stuff <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: This one was um, actually my uh, pastry final um, for my third level at George Brown for uh, Pasteur. Um, so we had to do a wedding cake, um, for our exam, uh, which that's my kind of exam. I don't like to do anything where I have to write stuff. (laughs) Um, if it could be, um, anything artistic or like actually physically done, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, so our chef, um, said, let's make a three tier cake and you have 12 hours to do it. Um, so, and it was split two days, six hours, six hours. Um, and I said to the chef, um, I, I can't do a three tier cake in 12 hours. And she goes, why? That's so much time. And I go, that's too much time. Um, what can I do? Because can I make, can I go more? And she goes, yeah, do whatever you want as long as you're finished. So I had to like space out and make my time because you get marked on how well you use your time. So I just didn't want to sit there and, you know, not do anything. So I ended up making each petal on those on those tiers one by one and shape them out. And, um, you know and th- that's all fake the cake it was all uh styrofoam um but it took uh i i did it in the two days where i shaped each petal. and as i'm shaping each petal, i'm deeply regretting what i'm doing
2: <laughs> because
3: uh, i can't even tell you how many petals are on this cake but um you know it i was very happy with the end result like this could definitely be somebody's wedding cake and i actually still have this cake in my basement it's uh wrapped up with um Garbage bags, and uh, it's it's still actually perfectly intact. Surprisingly.
2: Wow. Wow, that's very cool. That's
1: uh, that's three wows from us. So that's that's very impressive. Wow. <laughs> three, wows, three wows. Amazing. Three. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Excellent. Have Have you ever thought about going on a, a show like Nailed It and playing like a, uh, you know, pretending you don't know what you're doing and then busting out a, a creation like this? <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, you know what. Not really. I if I was gonna be on any show, I think I would want to be on Chopped. To be honest, um, okay, I love that. I think that's probably my favorite show on the Food Network, just because you don't know what you're gonna get. Um, yeah. Which I would probably be absolutely terrified after I open that basket, because my luck it would be things I've never worked with, and I'm like, okay, yeah. we're gonna go with this. But, um, but no, other than like, you know, I like I loved doing these cakes, but you know, I've definitely put a lot of it aside uh to do culinary and put my full focus on um, you know being a chef um you know I, I I think I've lost a little bit of touch on the pastry side in the sense of you you're crazy hours and you know you work 12 hours a day or 10 hours 14 hours whatever it is um and the last thing to be honest is what I want to do is to go home and bake a cake um yeah so I, I definitely do get it done if you know somebody does ask me because um, I don't want to let anybody down, but at the same time, uh, it, it it's a lot of work to be put in, and the stress on top of it th- in delivering wedding cakes is probably more stressful than my kitchen line. To be honest, uh, I've had people call saying my cake is falling over, like or I I put it in the back seat of my car and it's smushed. And I have oh, no. I have literally oh, gone in my car and like zoomed across highways as a 911 cake emergency <laughs> and try to get things wow. you know as done and like and, and I'm like a one person show um, yeah. you know I don't have backup cakes um like how bake shops do um so I'm like trying to like I've done one where it was a I think it was a 3 year old's birthday it was Tinkerbell and I will never forget it I had to go the cake was destroyed it was put on a seat and I literally was there smashing the cake together and icing and bringing extra fondant and basically redid the whole cake. Um, it didn't look half as good as what, you know, what was there. But you know, we we made do, and it was yeah. just. I'm like, this is kind of stress I just don't want to deal with. <laughs> so, you know, unless I can kind of control what's going on. Um,
1: so, me suggesting that if you were to have your own TV show, 911 cake operator wouldn't be it.
3: <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to definitely need a few more diet cokes and uh, <laughs> to really pump up the adrenaline rush there
0: to, to be able
3: to do that. Um but yeah, it's it's definitely one of those stressful things where, you know, I I'm, I'm feeding somebody else and, you know, here's your steak and I hope you enjoy it and then you're good. It's not going to topple over. It's not going to yeah. you know, it's it's total. it's crazy how different they are.
2: Mhm. Amazing. Very good.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll just exit the screen here. Um, can someone else stop the screen share? Or oh, I uh,
1: yeah, it. I can do it. There, yeah. No, oh, there we go. We're learning our technical stuff here.
2: <laughs> we're, we're all
0: techie <laughs> here. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I honestly, Christina, I didn't know we had like uh, gone and rushed in emergency situations for kicks. Uh,
3: yeah <laughs> i should a- put like lights on my car and, <laughs> yeah. and even when you have to deliver a cake you're like i should put a sticker on my car and say like cake in motion because you're like <laughs> over super careful and making sure that um nothing falls over and you're just responsible for so much and it's crazy to yeah. think like you're only carrying baked goods but <laughs> <laughs> you have to be so careful and the last thing you want to do is ruin someone's day because you messed up or went over a pothole, and especially a wedding and brides, and that's the last thing I want to do. Oh, I, I don't need yeah. any X's on my back from a bride that you messed up my cake.
2: <laughs> little, little placard on the window, cake on board, and yeah, exactly. LED flashing lights that are shaped like cupcakes on the roof. You know, yeah, be, exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: Police that's escort, good. maybe. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. It
3: really, it would really help. I think. Yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah, there's definitely a, a wedding certainly adds a, a certain amount of stress to a day for uh, for a lot of the traits that, that get into it, whether they be photographers or DJs or, yep. um, you know, the, the chefs and the, and the pastry chefs as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the bartenders are 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 probably the least stressful, right? They just keep popping <laughs> just the lids off and keep pouring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you pour, you mess something up, pour the next one a little heavier, and everybody's happy. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Perfect. So, do you do you do weddings at uh, Sleeping Hollow as well?
3: Um, right now, we don't. Um, yeah. I heard just from uh, some people that have been here for a while that this was the hit spot for mm-hmm. weddings, and like you said that. You know, you knew somebody that got married here and was 97, Um, and apparently this place was really, really bumping with weddings. And I hope we can get there by the end of this year or early next year. And um, you know, it's it's great revenue for the club. It's you know, you can make somebody's day. uh, You know, it's all those things combined. So um, I'm hoping in the future we definitely do that. Right now we're just kind of focusing on patio dining and hopefully. With uh, stage three, we can go indoor dining um, and then really kind of hit the ground running and building the trust with the members that we can do some member events and, you know, wine pairing nights. So we're really kind of gearing towards that right now.
2: Very cool. Very cool. And is, um, is Sleeping Hollow, is it a private club? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Sure. It's a private club. We we did uh, open our doors to help um, uh You know, with more revenue, we did open the doors to take out um, and to dining right now um, to non-members. So we can really kind of, you know, get people out and, you know, bring more money to the club and get everybody, um, you know, socializing again. So we definitely have done that. Uh, We are still doing it right now, um, but I think we'll end up probably going back to our other ways um, and being just strictly private and giving that exclusive membership to yeah. our members, so.
2: Yeah, well, there's something to be said about being exclusive, you know, not just anybody can walk in and, and uh, go play golf exactly. or, or get a meal, and it is it is a beautiful spot, even though uh, the day that I was there, it was uh, it was in April, and it was a, an ice storm the night before, so it was an adventure to get there, but uh, we lived in Newmarket at the time, so. Mm-hmm. Ooh. But, uh, yeah, it is, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a beautiful day. I was in the wedding party, too, so it was like. Uh, <laughs> Had to be there kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 so. Awesome.
0: That's awesome. So we're getting towards
1: the end oh, of the yeah. show. Oh. Where did oh. Go? Christina go? Oh. Christina? Oh, she's gone. Come back. Yeah, All she's not even day. in my guest list anymore. So if you're listening on Spotify, we've lost our guest. <laughs> okay. she's,
2: she's She probably had a cake emergency and had to go. No, <laughs> it wasn't a cake. It would have been a, would have been a shrimp taco. Yeah, don't or... say
1: that. She can hear it. She's got PTSD from that right now. She's right. thinking, oh, crap, and she's
2: running. <laughs> there she is. There she Yay. is. So, Twins. anyways, that's um, that's how they put the caramel in the caramel bar, guys. So, um.
1: <laughs> if anybody's gonna know how they do that. I think it might be Christina. Let's be yeah, honest about that.
3: <laughs> it's magic.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. No, I was gonna. I was hoping she's gonna tell us. I was like waiting yeah, in suspense. Yeah, there I was too because I really don't
3: know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they make a so... chocolate little cup. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Awesome. Uh, so we're getting towards the end of the show. Um, I'm, again, Christina, I'm so happy that uh, we had you on. It's been a really fun conversation, learning about uh, the world of culinary and pastry uh, from you and uh, your career and the hardships and, and, and the good times. Um, but right towards the end of the show, we ask a few questions from our, our guests. Um, and uh, the first one would be, what is your jam? What is a song that gets you going? Uh, that you love to work to, you love to, you know, uh, dance to, or get you moving, uh, get you energized. What's your favorite song?
1: Given your Ooh. industry, I'm really curious on this answer. Like, I had Slayer <laughs> down, like. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, wow, that is so tough. Um, we always have music on. Uh, the radio is very repetitive. So right now, I think today, I'm going to say today, um, I think I have heard Maroon 5, Beautiful Mistakes, probably about seven times. So I'm going to go with That's the Jam of the Day. Um, I don't know why. It's a, it just as soon as I hear it, it, gets stuck in my head. And then when I think it's done, it's playing again. Um, I'm like, I, I love all music, like to be honest, um, you know, I, I love A good country song. Um, I, you know, the old me with like, or maybe the younger me, I should say, is like, huge into like, Paramore and Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco. Um, any of those songs come on and I'm like immediately like in jam mode. Um, I think right now on the radio there is a song called Good, Good for You which i can't remember i think her name is olivia something that sings it but it sounds exactly like mystery business from paramore so i think i've been kind of like listening to that and really getting in touch with with that kind of uh vibing again and getting back into the um the old school me where we used to go to concerts every <laughs> every month and just, um, just it's like know, a
1: nostalgic but, vibe almost yeah i've been yeah. Through, like
3: especially like in aurora knows with our group of friends like concerts are huge and uh anytime we got to go to much music uh we would <laughs> back in the day on uh nml i think it was called but like you know um that's basically the jam i guess anything that's on the radio that gotta gets stuck in my head let's just go perfect awesome that's
0: awesome um the next one is um, what is uh that tool you always take with you. It doesn't have to be something physical. Um, it doesn't have to be. Uh, it doesn't have to be anything really. Uh, but what is something that you need uh, to get what you need to do done in your creative field?
3: Um. Wow, that is a question. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like um, what's your what's your main tool? What's the thing that you always need with you? You know what? It gets through
1: your day to day. No pressure. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no pressure. Whatever gets the job
0: done, right? Um, You know what?
3: At the end of the day, is a good attitude. Um, You know, if your attitude absolutely sucks, like no one's having fun. Um, You know, I know my staff look at me and you know, is is she in a good mood? Is she is she okay? You know, and you got to be that rock. So I think. Having a good attitude, making sure you have a, a coffee in the morning and just do what you got to do. and if you're running out of fuel, you I have a case of diet Coke in my fridge um, that will kind of get you through there. So I think like definitely like that tool is like attitude a hundred percent.
2: Well said. Awesome, yeah, absolutely. attitude is is so much in, in any line of work, mm-hmm. any line of creativity any day, line of day-to-day living
1: too. I mean, it's yeah. if you don't have a, a good attitude about your your day-to-day life, it's people around you are gonna notice that, so.
3: 100%. Sure. Absolutely. That's
0: for sure. Um, and the final one um, is every week we ask our uh, guest to assign a challenge to our listeners or our viewers, uh, subscribers, whatever. Um, what would you
3: challenge uh, the viewers, the listeners of the Expressions podcast? To the or subscribe? subscribers, whatever. Subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would challenge the subscribers and even yourselves to make something you've never made before. Um, whether it's something you saw in a magazine, um, Instagram, savory or sweet, if you... Maybe it's a recipe that you had that you're kind of scared to. Just, just try something different. Um, you, I'm sure you're going to be surprised, and you're going to surprise yourself and and the people around you. It, it's not rocket science. I can do it. It's not rocket science. Um, you know, just try something new. It, anything.
1: Not to, to offset that, but I burned chicken noodle soup once, so I just I just <laughs> want to make that. <laughs> yeah,
2: alphagetti, yeah.
1: There we go. Yeah, okay. No <laughs> yeah, there's, a, um,
2: there's a There's a pot buried on sauble Beach to this day, I think. Uh, <laughs> that, that we, we buried it instead of having to fess up to it.
3: <laughs> um, there's <clears> lots <throat> of great recipes out there. I'm sure we will be able to do it let me know if you need help i'm willing. oh that's what it,
1: that's the key word recipes i think that's what we missed i think yeah. we yes. instructions following a yeah. yeah. guideline yeah that's, there, that's the problem yeah. that's we'll try where something new
3: yeah. um find a recipe online um uh, you know they have some great tips some great blogs uh instagram TikTok for all that matters teaches you how to make things these days. I I love Um, TikTok. (laughs) I follow a lot of chefs on TikTok, but I I I do watch the reels on Instagram a lot, Uh, mainly dog videos. But (laughs) but (laughs) I do see some cool, some definitely cool things out there, and it's you know, if I could take a decent picture, I'm sure we can make a decent meal. How about that?
2: (laughs) There you go. (laughs)
1: Perfect. That is awesome.
0: Awesome. Thank oh, you awesome. so much again, Christina, for being on.
3: Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Yeah,
0: yeah it's, it's I, I, I had a lot of fun too. And uh, uh, all your dishes look absolutely delicious. Um, Thank you. Kind of getting hungry
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Hopefully my dinner's ready before 9.30, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. well,
1: hopefully the world opens up so I can go golfing
2: and enjoy some good food. That's right. <laughs>
3: amazing, That's amazing. Right. Thank you guys so much. This is amazing. Perfect. I I loved every minute of it.
2: Perfect. I, I do have one more question for you, and it sort of circles back to the beginning of the show um, when you were talking about uh, the difficulties you had uh, being being a woman in the in the sh- in the culinary industry. Um, what piece of advice would you give to uh, any uh, any woman, not necessarily young woman, but any woman um, starting out in wanting to be an, uh, a chef or a, a pastry chef? Uh, what piece of advice would you give them?
3: Um, I would say. Follow your heart, follow your dreams, work hard. Don't let anybody bring you down. Um, Find that confidence within yourself, even if it's just for a second to, you know, to bring your spirits spirits back up. Um, You know, this industry is hard and, you know, life is hard in general, but why should we allow other people to make our lives harder? um so really just just go for it like if things knock you down get back up if you need to take a cry go in the dry go in the dry storeroom go in the fridge let it out it's okay um you know just just be yourself just get it done and you know you'll always have somebody in your corner whether it's someone on social media whether it's someone in the back door of your house or or anything like that like it's there'll always be somebody there um and you know you know just keep trying. don't don't get discouraged. it's it's a definitely it's definitely a cool place to be um, you know, and at the end of the day, just just be you and it's okay that um, you know you're not the best at everything and it's okay that um, you may not be the best cook on the line, but at the same time you can get there and have your good attitude and keep your passion close to you and at the end of the day, you are an all-star and that's what you just got to keep telling yourself.
2: Perfect. Perfect. That's, that's great advice. And if falls fails, f- f- feed them a spoonful of butter. <laughs> yeah and
3: exactly and if, and if you if you piss off any of my girls they'll get you with butter so anyway, so just be careful <laughs> um,
1: she lied she does definitely. have some secrets she's exposing them but she's got them <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> um, yeah we'll edit that just, out we'll edit that
2: out <laughs> yeah um yeah no
3: at the end of the day just gotta do what you gotta do and don't let anybody bring you down it's it's the world's a hard enough place and, you know, we don't need um, negativity to bring us down. Like, you know, at, at the end of the day, everybody has a demon or a darkness and, you know, you just never know. And it's just, let's just have a good attitude. And, you know, we're all here for the same reasons, whether it's just for passion, you need money or, you know, you just do what you love. So it's, let's make it easy. Perfect.
0: All right. Well, thanks again for listening to the Expressions podcast. Thanks again, Christina, for uh, joining us. Uh, you've been an amazing inspiration to me. Um, and I'm sure Ryan and Mark as well. I know Mark was trying something new already before the podcast even started. So. I love still it. Going. It's still yeah. going. I'll let you know how it works out.
2: Yes, <laughs> please.
0: Um smoke detectors
2: so- is it's uh,
0: it's awesome. Um, I'm so happy to be here. And I'm really glad uh, that we had this discussion. Um, uh, thank you for your uh, inspiring words to females in the industry. I think it's really important um, because it is tough uh, in a lot of lines of work for women. Um, and uh, it's a really serious issue that uh, needs to get resolved in a lot of places. So
1: I appreciate it's not something it says something, sorry, about the like the male fragility as well. When you you see like a lot of the stereotype outside of your industry has been, oh, women belong in the kitchen. For years, you've always kind of heard that stereotype, and now you're somebody who has worked very hard to be in that industry, and then you look at people that are looking down on you, saying, oh, well, you're a woman, you shouldn't be here. And so it's weird when you get that that double yeah. kind of standard, and it's all yeah. because men are like we have to admit it jerks. we're too we're fragile jerks. and we're Come jerks on. yeah we're assholes <laughs> yeah. right so it's yeah. it's definitely uh yeah. it's it's interesting when you kind of see it and have it explained to you from both sides as well because right? i've never actually had a conversation with a female chef who's been able to break it down where we go yeah you would you've gotten shit on from both or part of me you've gotten pooped on from both sides so yeah. it's uh yeah it's it's very challenging um yeah. and eye-opening to say the very least
2: yeah. Well, it's definitely one of those, it's, it's in the industry too, right? I was saying to my friend, we're, we're, we're interviewing an executive chef and the cu- the question was, oh, where does he work? And yeah. I said, oh, she is the executive chef. <laughs> and, and, and this was a, a female I was talking to. And, oh, really? A female executive chef? That's awesome. But it's just that perception, right? It's when yep. you hear executive mm-hmm. chef, people just think female. Um, and I don't yep. know why, you know. It's, and it's the uh, same
3: thing when... I meet a staff or, or a potential staff for an interview. Um, you know, talk like answering the phone, and you know they're they're kind of surprised. Or they meet me in the interview, um, and I have uh, an amazing sous chef um, who is a man. And you know, when I end up walking in, it's uh, you know, it's just a, sometimes it's a shock. Um, you know, I think it's becoming a little bit less of a shock as yeah. as um, you know as the years go by. Like. Um, I remember, you know, going to those food and beverage conferences, and I would look around, and I'm like, "Am I the only female chef here? Like, like in like, like in command? Um, you know, like great uh, female sous chefs out there. Um, you know, and there's amazing uh, ex- female executive chefs. But like, it's, you know, it's definitely the industry is growing, and I think we are yeah. definitely um, we're, we're starting to rule the world. I think, and that's what I'm kind of keeping in my mind um but it's it, it the world's changing you know we can't yep. scream at the top of our lungs anymore because uh yep. you know yeah, i can't throw a frying pan
2: <laughs> um, my, my mom did once hit me right, right my head. did
3: you deserve oh. it
2: uh, of course i told you i'm a jerk <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah no you can't do that anymore you and you have to yeah. like you know chefs are known for swearing and you know i have a very bad, swear mouth, <laughs> like, yeah. but you know, so I beat you
1: to that tonight. Ooh, so, yes, i my
3: mom, my very best behavior. My mom will be super proud. Uh, she's like, don't talk like that. And I'm like, sorry, it's the kitchen life. <laughs>
0: um, yeah.
3: but yeah, it the world is changing and it, it's becoming amazing. And uh, yeah. go women, and you know what, but and and at the same time, history has a reason, and you know, um i learned under some amazing male chefs and you know I'm just, uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're all equal. So like as long as yeah. we just get the same respect both ways, hey, let's let's do it. Let's get ready to cook and you know, that's all. It doesn't matter. Perfect.
2: Well, you have my respect and if I'm ever Definitely. down there I'll come for a meal.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I hope my kitchen's okay over there. I left my I left my sous chef in charge, so I got
2: to. had you for an hour and a half here. Uh... This,
3: this is amazing. I like I get to chill in my office You never You never rush. get a break, right? <laughs> uh, you know, breaks are one of those things. It's a It's a sensitive subject. Uh, I don't tell you to go on break. You go on break when you think it's best, and. Let's hope you think it's best the same time I think it's best. <laughs>
0: um, you know, we, we
3: do our best we ha we honestly we go when um when it's not busy like right now, I would probably be either expediting on the line or being behind the line and regular dinner service, but i I staffed appropriately today um and I'm like, you guys got this, I trust you, Perfect. so.
1: So they might be out there swearing up a storm. And (laughs) it's
3: definitely possible. It's been very hot in the kitchen today. So I'm sure everyone's kind of uh, maybe a little grouchy and tired. But, uh, you know, it it is what it is.
2: (laughs) Perfect. And where can people find your cookbook? Is that something they can buy online? Um, um, no, it's a, it's a compilation book, right? You just have recipes in it. Is that correct?
3: So it, I, I, I only have one recipe in there, but there are okay. some amazing, amazing recipes from other chefs, from other private okay. clubs. Um, um, I could send the link to Aurora and, uh, yeah, you don't sure. have to buy it. It's just a downloadable, uh, okay. link. Oh, okay,
2: love free so we'll free things. Even I know it's free. It's free. We'll <laughs> put the link below, and people can try new stuff.
3: Awesome, awesome! Yeah, and definitely me. tag me. It's it, yeah. th- there's some great, great recipes hey, in there.
2: I think we're gonna tag Gordon Ramsay too. We talked <laughs> sure. about him. Quite a bit. Bring it on, Gordon Ramsay! <laughs> <I'm ready. laughs> you
3: got a job in Canada? I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> I would work for you. If, if we tired. can get
2: Gordon on the show, <laughs> we'll invite you as one of the hosts. Because like I, Christina, you I gotta do. play hard to get. You gotta play hard to get with them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't, don't just lay it all out there. Yeah, you can't just be like, "I'll work for you." Like, don't I'll worry for you. free. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll just play no, no, hard no, to no. win. For free, I'm worth a
3: pretty penny. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I love
3: where I am right now. You know, I've got nothing but warm um, smiles and compliments, and uh, some constructive criticism from the members already. They definitely speak their voice, but I, I love, I love the place I'm working at right now, and you know. Uh, definitely golf courses in general is just is my is my spot it's my gig so i'm, uh, I'm very awesome. happy but this was amazing thank you guys so
1: much thank, thank you. you so much
0: thank you and uh thank you to all the listeners uh, out there um for joining us for another episode of the expressions podcast i hope you guys all have a great night or day or a week or a month or a year
2: <laughs> we, 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 um, we are a host shy tonight brian is uh taking the night off because it is his uh 50th birthday that's right i said 50 29th birthday. birthday yeah 100%. it's his birthday. 29th <laughs> birthday he's older than me he's 50 <laughs> so i'm not um, touching uh, that one yeah i did i did <laughs> so this will be my last show
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Brian will be back next week Mark won't and yeah. uh, thank you guys so much yeah. for tuning in <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> awesome <And> again thank <laughs> you so much Christina and we will see you guys next week on Expressions the podcast ooh, ooh,
2: ooh. Inspired me. I brought home my my father in law's smoker um, when we were down in southern Ontario, um, and I, I cleaned it after work tonight, and I've got sausages in it right now with some eight, applewood biscuits. So I was running in and out checking it. It's not quite up to temperature yet. I'm probably going to be eating it at, like midnight, but that's <laughs> that's why I pick sausages because they cook fairly quickly.
3: <laughs> awesome, that's exciting.
2: Fall, falls fails and when I when I get hungry, I'll pull them off and throw them on the barbecue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs>